This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. We are on a series called The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And, um, and the Holy Spirit is, you know, we, we're, we're discovering some things about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit abides within each believer. Amen. Somebody say, I have the Holy Spirit. And that's a great thing to have is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I love this because, see, see, God just did not create us just to be servants of him. We are, we do serve God and we are children of God, but, but God created us for fellowship. Somebody say fellowship. And so God wants us fellowshipping with him. Amen. I like that song. He walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I'm his own. Amen. And he walks with me <laughs> and he talks with me and he tells me that I'm his own. <laughs> I'm t- I get excited singing about the Lord. I'm telling you, you should get excited singing about the Lord. Amen. That, that's how I came back to, to the Lord. I was do you know I was backslidden in my walk at one time when I was a Christian? Has ever, anybody ever been backslidden in here? And the way God got me back was that I started listening to worship songs. And I started worshiping. Backslidden means that I wasn't, that I, I, I stopped going to church and I started living for myself. And then uh, I felt the pull of God to, to, for me to start going back to church. And the first thing that the Lord um, you know, uh, encouraged me to do was to, I I just felt led to get my old worship songs and start worshiping the Lord. And that put me to the next level of getting back to church. And then I got back to church and I never left. (laughs) And God is so good. So God, God, God is in the, he's, he's, he wants to rebuild our lives. He wants to build our lives. He wants to do something amazing in our lives. Amen. And he does that through the power of the Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians 13 and 14, this is a scripture that we're going with all month. And it says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship, somebody say fellowship, of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So, so, So God wants to fellowship with us. In the first session of the series, we focused on that, that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not just a power or a force. Um, uh, we kind of say the anointing. You know, we say, oh, I, you're anointed. Well, what does that mean? A lot, a lot of times we think anointing means just walking in the power, but it's walking in the presence. Can I talk to somebody this morning? When you walk in the presence of God, you become a magnet and you draw people to you because they want to know who you serve. They know that there's something different about you. And so, so when, when, when you are fellowshipping with the Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, it increases this magnetism. Say, I have magnetism. And what it does, it draws people to you. Why? So you can draw people to the Lord. Amen. See, see, see it, the anointing will, will, will make you irresistible 
in the spirit. Do you believe that today? And so, and so that's what the grace of God will do. See, Jesus was irresistible. Crowds followed Jesus. People were looking to be in Jesus' presence. Why? He, he, had, he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit desires to anoint us. And I believe that the anointing, I'm preaching to somebody today, can grow. I'm going to say this. I'm going to ask you a question. Can you grow in your relationship with God even where you're at right now? Can you get closer to God? I believe we can get closer. But this is the, this is the opposite end. Can we go further away from God? Can we, can we fade back? Amen? We can go further away. So, so the Holy Spirit will help us to have a relationship with God. And uh, we, we discovered that the Holy Spirit is a person... And that, that he has feelings. Uh, and and that, that the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit can be hurt and he can be blessed. He can be pleased by our actions. Amen. And so I don't know about you, but I want my actions to be always pleasing to God. How many people want to be pleasing to God? Amen. And I love this in Colossians 3.17. It says, and whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So here in Colossians, Paul is saying, now I'm talking about pleasing God, pleasing the Holy Spirit. He says, whatever we do in word or in deed, we do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love that. So, so, so everything we were motivated by, we're motivated by the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're always giving thanks to the Father. Amen. And so, and so if you have a thankful heart attitude and you're walking in a way to try to please the Father, uh, you're going to see the blessings of God in your life. you believe that today? And last week we talked about the function of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is our helper. Amen. I love that. He helps us in every area of our lives. I don't know about you, but I need a lot of help. How many people, you know, I mean, it's people of the world that don't believe that they need God. They, they, they're, they, they, they're, they're people that are self-focused. They're self-centered people. There are unbelievers that don't think they need God. But I need God. I know that I'm not that great in myself. Even Jesus said everything he did, it was always motivated and it was done through the Father. So Jesus never acted independently of himself. And I'm going to say this to you this morning. Don't act independently. Act dependently on God. See, in the world, the more mature you become, normally the more mature, like, a, like when you're raising children, the more mature they are, you want them to go out on their own, secure their own livelihoods and all that. They become more independent. But as Christians, the, 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 the stronger we become in God, not, it's not the more independent we become, it's the more dependent we become on God. Say, I'm dependent on God. Amen. I'm dependent on God. Amen. 
And so really, the more mature you are, the more you understand that you need God more in your life. The less mature is the less you think you need God. Am I, am I preaching to anybody today? So, so, so the Holy Spirit is, is our helper. And I like this in John 14, 15, and 16. It says, if you, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. And that helper is amazing. And, and so, so, so we have a helper that will abide with us for, forever. The Holy Spirit is not just our helper. He's our comforter. And so I don't know about you, but I have stressful days that I go through. Anybody ever go through any stressful days in here? And I, and I really need the comfort. You know, whenever you get a bad report or something happens or somebody, maybe a friend of yours gets sick or maybe, maybe a car accident, anything that happens that's negative, I need God to comfort me. I got to have his comfort. I just, you know, the world, and I preached on this, but the world, they go, they go to alcohol for comfort. They go th- to, to, for drugs for comfort. They, they go for, for their vice for, for comfort. They go to JD, but we need to go to JC, Jesus Christ. He's our comfort, amen? And, and how does he comfort us? He comforts us by reminding us who we are in him. Oh, I'm preaching today. He comforts us by, by revealing to us that we're children of God. Because sometimes when we're in the valleys of life, I'm preaching to somebody today, sometimes we don't feel like that God is with us or that God's our Heavenly Father, and that we're children of God. Sometimes when we're in a place where, where it doesn't seem like God is there, He's, he's carrying us. Amen. He's more there with us when we don't think He's with us. I like that, 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 that the footprints. And it's, it's a, a saying about the footprints, and it had these, uh, you know, uh, you were walking with God, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's just these footprints, and... And, it, it, and he said, uh, it was two sets of footprints. And then it goes one sets of, a set of footprints. And, and then the, the, the person, uh, and, it, and one set of footprints, the person said, listen, God, I thought you always walked with me. There was two sets of footprints, and it moved to one set of footprints. And, and God said, uh, yes, on those days, I was carrying you. So see, 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 the days that we think God's not walking with us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? He's carrying us. And the, thing, and the days that you think, oh my gosh, is God even with me? He's carrying you. So, so, so how does he comfort us? He reminds us who we are and whose we are. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Because the devil will try to try to talk to you and tell you, well, if God really loves you, then bad things wouldn't be happening. I'm going to give you a clue. Bad things happen to good people. The Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. The good and the bad comes to all of us. The storms of life come to all of us. But, but we have Jesus. That's what separates us from the world. 
we have hope. Somebody say, I have hope. Now, I love this scripture here about the comfort of the Holy Spirit. In Romans 8, 16 and 17, it says the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Indeed, if we suffer with him. Oh, did you have to read that part, Pastor? Do you mean that I have to suffer at times as a Christian? You better believe you, there's going to be some suffering that we're going to go through as Christians. Amen. But he says, but he says here, indeed, if we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together with him. So here, here he's saying that his spirit in times of deficit in our lives, he reminds us. That we're children of God. Can I get a witness in the house today? And then the Holy Spirit prepares us for things to come. And I love that when the Holy Spirit prepares us for things to come. Because sometimes we need preparation time before we move forward in the things of God. And it says in John 16, 13, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. And I'm telling you this, a lot of times the Lord will reveal to you things to come and uh, and it's to help steady you in your walk with Christ. And I don't know about you, but I need to stay steady in my walk with Christ. I was serving many years ago under Pastor Joe and Ann Warren. And, uh, you know, there were times where I was serving them. God called me to help Pastor Joe and Ann Warren. They, they founded this church. And, and, and so there were times where I was getting weary in my serving. Anybody been ever weary in your serving? Anybody ever get tired sometimes and say, I don't know if I want to keep doing this? <laughs> Have you ever got weary of being a spouse? Have you got, ever got weary of being a parent? Have you ever got weary going to the job, the J-O-B? Say, I'm done with this job. <laughs> Have you ever gotten weary out here? And, but the Holy Spirit will strengthen us. He will show us things to come. And sometimes he'll tell you, just keep holding on. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm going to say this to you this morning. There's light at the end. It may look like a pin light. <laughs> but, but, that, but as we get closer to God, that light becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and pretty soon we're walking in the light. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what the devil's doing. It doesn't matter even if it doesn't seem like God is doing anything. He's working in the midst of our trials and tribulations. He's working even if it doesn't look like he's working. Amen. And I remember that when I was growing weary at times, I would be praying and then the Holy Spirit said, and then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you are the pastor of the church. And this was four years before the pastors turned the church over to me. Hello. 
And so he, the Holy Spirit said, you are the pastor. And I'm thinking, I am the pastor? No, he's the pastor. But, but, but the Holy Spirit calls those things that be not as though they were. God always speaks things now. He doesn't say you're going to be. He tells you what you are now. You are healed. You are whole. You are sound. Not I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be sound. No, you have it now. Faith is now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's now faith. He said, you are the pastor. And I, start, I, start, I, said, I said, Lord, I beg to differ. I'm serving the pastor. I'm not the pastor. I'm not calling the shots. He's, and then that's when he said, I call those things that be not as though they were. But I never told pastor that, that God was calling me to be the pastor. Why? Because you don't want to be like a Joseph. I didn't want to be in a pit. I just kept my mouth shut. And that faithful day that I decided that I was I was actually doing a lot of stuff in the church and I worked back behind the curtain like Steve and I did the sound and I worked in the in the in the uh, in the church and teaching the kids and I was a youth minister and I I did basically everything in the church. I was I was uh, the bottle. I I, I cleaned the, the toilets. I did everything. Glory to God. But God was, you know, it, he was proving me for promotion. And I'm going to say this. Sometimes we got to be proven for promotion. And then they said, do you feel like God is leading you to, to take, take, become the, the, the next pastor of the church? But God already prepared me beforehand. And I said, I believe he is. Amen. And so what am I saying to you? I'm saying that the Holy Spirit will prepare us and to move us into that next level in him. Amen. And he's preparing us for things to come. He teaches us and we and we have to have a teachable spirit. And he teaches us And the Bible says in first John two twenty seven. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true is not a lie. Just as it has taught you, you abide in him. So here, uh, John, the apostle, is saying that the Holy Spirit will teach us and reveal us truth. In God's word. And the Holy Spirit will bear witness with you whenever the preacher's preaching if what he's preaching is true or not. Can I get a witness? And your, and your spirit will know. And of course, you know, pastors are always throwing the scriptures out to back up what I'm saying. Amen. So, so the scriptures should back up whatever the preacher is saying. Amen. So today I want to talk, focus my, my message today, I want to focus my message on the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You could say the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God desires to empower every believer with the Holy Spirit. And, and, and this is so important. And, and what I'm going to say about this subject today is, is that it can be controversial. In other words, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, some churches don't want to go there in ministering on the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it can be scary. People that aren't familiar with it and, 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 they, and they're not familiar with this part of their Christian walk. And I'm going to say this, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for everybody. 
And it's, and it's not just for a few special people in the body of Christ or not just for the apostles. I'm going to say this, everybody's special in the body of Christ. There's no big I's or little U's in the body of Christ. Everybody is special to God. And God wants to empower everybody uh, in, 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 the, in, in the body of Christ. And it's the empowerment. It's here in Acts 1, 4, and 5. Let's look at Acts 1 and 4 and 5. This is Jesus. And normally the last words, and this is the last words that Jesus is going to speak to his disciples before he's taken up to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. And so normally the last words of a person before they leave you are very important words. Would you agree with me? And so here, here in Acts 1, 4, and 5, it says, And being assembled together with them, talking about Jesus being with his disciples, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptizes with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, what does that mean, being baptized by the Holy Spirit? First of all, Jesus, this is the question I want to ask you. Is the baptism of the Holy Spirit a command or an option? Well, according to this scripture, uh, Jesus commanded them not to leave Jerusalem until they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's interesting. And so we see this, that, 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 that they, they came together. And let's look at Acts 1.8. It says, but you shall receive power. Somebody say power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So, so what, the, what God wants to do is he wants to give us power to be a witness for, for, for the world. Amen. He wants to empower us. You know, uh, anybody ever watch cartoons when you were a kid? Uh, one of my favorite cartoon was Popeye. Anybody remember Popeye? I'm, I'm strong to the finish because I eat my spinach. I'm Popeye, the cellar man. Does anybody ever watch Popeye? I, I, amen. I, 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 that was one of my favorite programs. And Popeye, remember when Popeye would be getting beat up by Bluto? It was either Bluto or Brutus. They, they kind of interchanged the names every once in a while, depending on who wrote it. It was either Bluto or Brutus. Anybody remember this? And so Brutus would be beating him up, right? And he would be losing in life, right? Sometimes we feel like that. We're being beat up by life. And but what would Popeye do? He would he would I don't know where he had the spinach. He had this big can of spinach that he would pull out of his breast pocket. And he would squeeze it. And that spinach would pop up and he would eat it, right? And all of a sudden he got muscles. And it looked like battleships on his arms. Does anybody remember this? I I, I don't know if anybody ever remember this or not. Am I am I dating myself? The millennials would know nothing about it. And, um, and, so, and so what happened was the spinach empowered him, right? 
What? And he ended up overcoming the opposition. Bluto was winning, beating him to a pulp, and then he ended up taking Bluto out. Right? And that's what, that's what the Holy Spirit, in our life, when we're struggling, when we seem like we're getting beat up, if I'm talking to anybody today, we need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to help us. And so there's a gift, a gift that God wants to give every believer. And that gift is the, the gift of speaking in a new language called tongues, glory to God. And people get nervous when they hear that. Wow, that sounds so weird. And it is. The things of God can be weird to the natural mind. The things of the Spirit can just seem really kind of weird to the natural mind. What is this tongues? Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about it here. In, in, in Acts 2, 1 and 4, it says, When the day of Pentecost has fully come, they were all one accord in one place. That's where, okay, I won't say that joke. Amen. How you heard that one before? A car, you know, the accord. They were all in one accord. Okay. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, and a rushing mighty wind filled the whole house that they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and they sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So, so we see here that this is actually Jesus' baptism. He baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. And we see here that in the day of Pentecost, there were 120 people in a prayer meeting for 10 days. And they were in a prayer meeting for 10 days. And then the Holy Spirit came in. And it was like a mighty rushing wind. And it said that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in a supernatural language. Some people say, well, that was just for the dispensation then. That, that was just, for, just to, uh, to make sure that they were strong enough to get the gospel out. But I, I beg to differ. I believe it's not just for them then, it's for us now. If they needed power in the early days, how much more do we need power in the last days? If they needed some power in the early days, you know, how much more do we need some power? Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Because the devil's getting worse. He's not getting any better. In other words, the Bible says he's go, he, he, he knows his time is short. So he, he, the world is not getting, is the world getting any better? Are, we, are there two wars going on now? You got Ukraine, you got Israel now that's in war with Hezbollah. You know, you, you, you have, you have these, these, these wars going on. It's not getting any better to the world. But the church, it's getting better. Say, it's getting better in my world. Amen. And so we need to get a revelation of that. Then it says in Acts 2, 38 and 39, it says, Then Peter said to them, Repent, let everyone be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive, notice this, the gift of the Holy Spirit. For this promise is, is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. So right here, this scripture is, is saying that the, the gift of the Holy Spirit 
the power of speaking in this heavenly language that God gives us uh, is a promise for all those who are far off. And that's talking about David Lambert. I, I was far off. You were far off. In other words, those that are in, in the future, glory to God. So, so God wants to, say God wants to empower me. So, so there are actually three baptisms, amen? Three baptisms in the Bible. And uh, let's go to Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. It says, therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. That word perfection is another word for maturity. Let us go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, faith towards God. These are all subjects that we should be aware of as Christians. Of the doctrine, notice this, the doctrine of baptisms. That word baptisms is plural saying that there's a doctrine of baptisms. What, what does that mean, Pastor, a doctrine of baptism? There's more than one baptism. That's what this means. The first baptism is salvation, receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. This is also can be referred to as being born again. How many born-again believers I have in here? How many people received Jesus? Jesus said in, in John 3, 3 to Nicodemus, a man must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. See, Jesus didn't need to be born again because he was born right the first time. <laughs> Jesus didn't need to be born again, but we needed to be born again. Right? We needed to get a new heart. We needed to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And so we love this because being born again immerses us into the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 12, 13, it says, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and all have been made to drink into one Spirit. Notice it says, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. So when you receive Jesus, you become the church. You are baptized into the body of Christ. So who does the baptizing into the body? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit's baptism. He baptizes us because there's no way you can get saved without the Holy Spirit. Can I preach to somebody today? There's no way... See, we're not smart enough to receive Jesus on our own. We got ha- to have help. Somebody say, I need help. And we have to have help. And the Holy Spirit helps us to get a relationship with God. Did the Holy Spirit help you? Yes, he did. You may have thought it was your own idea. It wasn't. The Holy Spirit draws us into a closer relation. That's why, you know why you're here this morning? Because the Holy Spirit drew you into the service today. The Holy Spirit said, get up. Get to church. God has something good for you. And, and, and the body says, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to. Have you, ever, have you ever fought your body? Has your body ever tried to fight you and doing the right thing? Have you ever dealt with your body? I have. Not, oh, your body's too sore. It's too this, that, that. No, you got to push through. Uh, the body makes a terrible master, but a great slave. You got to make your body your slave. You tell your body what to do. 
your body doesn't tell you what to do. Can I get a witness in the house today? So we're baptized into the body of Christ. So this is when the disciples got born again. I love this. In John 20, 21 and 22, it said, Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As if, this was after Jesus was resurrected. He appeared to his disciples. And he said, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. So here we know this, that the disciples uh, were not truly born again until Jesus came to them in his resurrected body and he breathed on them and they received, they became born again believers at that point. You know, Jesus was seen by 500 people. I'm preaching today. And I guarantee you, each person that he saw, he breathed on. Mm, I'm preaching. In other words, he, all 500 people, like he breathed on the disciples, he breathed the life of God into them, glory to God. And they receive, they, they receive. When you get saved, you get the Holy Spirit abiding on the inside. But there's more. Somebody say there's more. There's, there's the Spirit uh, within and the Spirit upon. See, as, as born-again believers, we have the Spirit within, but what we need is that next level. Say, I need the next level. It's the Spirit upon. And what is the Spirit upon? It's like, again, it's like Bluto or Brutus beating us up. We need our spinach. We need the Holy Spirit to empower us. You know, when I said to you that I was... I got into a fight with, well, almost got into a fight with my assistant manager. I think last week, when, uh, this was years ago when I was working for the jewelry company. He was trying to pick a fight with me. And I walked around him and I ran to the bathroom. And what I did was I prayed in the Holy Ghost. I just didn't say, God, just help me with my natural. I prayed in the spirit. I, I, my, my, my. Sometimes you don't know how to pray. Has anybody been there? And the only way I can pray is I need help. I need God to help me pray something out because I'm frustrated. I'm at my wits end. I just don't know what to do. And so I I lean on the Holy Spirit and I pray in this supernatural language. And all of a sudden, peace comes in to my life. And I I feel like everything's going to be all right. It's all going to be all right. And why? The Holy Spirit will set you in a good place, glory to God. And so so we need to understand that he wants to baptize us in the Spirit. And when he does that, glory to God, the Holy Spirit is abiding in us, glory to God. Second baptism is water baptism. Everybody should be familiar with water. How many people are water baptized in the house today, glory to God? And so we really believe that you should get water baptized we believe water baptism is the, is, is the wedding band to our salvation. So water baptism is saying, God, I'm yours. And so in, in Acts 8, 35 and 38, then Philip opened his mouth and at the beginning of the scripture preached Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. Philip was ministering to a person, a eunuch, and the eunuch said, see here, there's water. What hinders me from being water baptized? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, 
And he answered, and he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. How many people believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water. Notice they went down to water, and he was baptized. So, so, so when you get saved, bat, water baptism should be the next thing you do. Now, water baptism doesn't save you. Believing on the Lord Jesus Christ saves you, but water baptism brings you into a closer walk with God. You're walking in obedience to the commands of the Lord. Jesus was water baptized, and we want to follow what Jesus has done. Amen? And so, and so, and the third baptism is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And really, uh, it's mentioned in all four Gospels. Now, I didn't actually have this written out in my notes, but I'm going to, I'm going to read you some of these. In Matthew uh, chapter 3, verse 11, Matthew 3, 11, I'm, oh, Steve's going to have to really work hard back there if he can. 3, 11, I'm moving this through my Bible here. Man, I'm breaking out the Bible today. I'm, I'm becoming an old style preacher now. It says here in verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. This is John the Baptist speaking. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Amen. Notice that this is the baptism of Jesus in Mark 1.8. Matthew, Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark 1.8. Let's look at Mark 1.8. And they're pretty similar to what they're saying here. But Mark 1.8 says it this way. It says here, and I indeed baptize you with water. This is John speaking in. And, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And Luke 3.16, I, I love that. Luke 3.16 says it this way. Glory to God. It says here, uh, John answered saying to all, I have indeed baptized you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I will have to uh, declare to you today that if, if these uh, sayings are in every gospel that's written, I would say it's pretty important. Would you say that? If this had to be written by every uh, gospel writer, uh, John one thirty three. let's look at John one thirty three. And it says here, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm, I'm going to have to declare this to you today, that Jesus uh, was, he did not act independently in his own godhood. In other words, Jesus had to be baptized by the Holy Spirit to walk in miracles. And, and that's not taking anything away from Jesus' deity. That, the reason why God did that, it would have been illegal for Jesus to walk down here in his own God power. He had to walk down here as a human being, anointed by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he has to walk in our place. And that's the reason why he walked down here like that, so we can walk down here like that. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying today? So the Holy Spirit was upon Jesus, 
But, but he wants to, the, the, the Lord wants the Holy Spirit to be upon us. Again, if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit within. But the question is, do you have the Holy Spirit upon? That's the question. Do I, do I have this heavenly language? And I, I'm trying to get you uh, thirsty. I'm, I'm trying to get you excited. You know, excited about what? About going to the next level. Some of us need to go to the next level in God. You say, my gosh, are you, I, I'm doing good. I'm okay. You know, why just be okay? <laughs> Somebody say, I'm, just, I'm okay. I'm I'm fine. I'm, I, I got enough God. Do, do, every, do you have enough? Is there a such thing as enough God? I mean, is there a such thing? I have enough God? I, I got more than enough God that I need. I'm fine. No, yeah, we need more God. Why? Because there's a big devil out here. And he's trying to destroy our lives. Amen? And so we, we need more God. Amen? And so, and so the baptism of the Holy Spirit... Uh, it, it is significant for today in, in the day of Pentecost. See, let me say this. Uh, I, I got saved. I got water baptized. I felt the presence of God. I, I knew I was saved. I, I'm telling you that. And both my brothers got saved, got water baptized, but they got this special gift. And, and, I, and, and I was praying and asking God for this gift. And I was having a problem getting receiving the Holy Spirit, the baptism. I was, I was having a problem receiving. Anybody ever been out there? And, and my, both my brothers had this baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I was jealous because I was saying, they can't have something that I don't have. And I, has anybody been there? And if that's what God wants me, I, I want to have it. And I was trying really hard to receive the Holy Spirit. But I remember that I was in a prayer room at the church that we were at. My brother was there. And my brother helped me receive the Holy Spirit. And I was, I was, it was too much, I was too much in my head. I was like trying to receive, you know. But you got to relax. And, and, and my brother said, start worshiping the Lord and thanking him for the Holy Spirit. And so I just start worshiping the Lord just in my own. I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I glorify you, Lord. And I start praising him. Can you praise him without music? Can you glorify him? Do you have to have a band? <laughs> can, you just get, can, you just, can you just make a joyful noise? <laughs> Do you have to have all that? I hope not. I hope you can praise God without CDs and music and all that. And I started praising God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And, and my brother said, just breathe in and relax. And I just breathe in. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit moved on me. And it was like a river. The Bible says a river. And it just kind of came up and bubbled out. And I started speaking in this supernatural language. And it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. And I was like, praise the Lord. There, I have this spiritual language. Wow. And, and, and I've, been, I've, been, I've been praying on this, out, this spiritual language back since 1986. Amen. Is that awesome? Amen. And so God is amazing. He wants to do something amazing in your life. Amen. And so, and so it says in Acts 2 again, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. And so, and so 
uh, we got to get a revelation that, that Philip here uh, uh, is equipped for service to walk in signs and miracles. All the apostles were baptized in the Holy Spirit, but not only all the apostles, but everybody that was in that upper room. Do you know Mary, the mother of Jesus, was in that upper room out of the 120, and Mary was baptized with the Holy Spirit? If Jesus had to be baptized with the Holy Spirit to walk this life in God, how about us? I love this. It says here, a gift of the Holy Spirit empowered Philip to walk in miracles. It says here in Acts 8, 1 and 4, Philip, which uh, went down to the city of Samaria, preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken to Philip. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did, for unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in the city. So, so Philip, they call him Philip the Evangelist, he went to Samaria, he preached Christ, and people got delivered and set free, and they got saved. And so they received Christ. But in Acts 8, 5, and 8, it says, But they, when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus, both men and women were baptized. What does that mean? They, they got saved. They got water baptized. Amen. And so this is interesting uh, that, that they got water baptized, but, but John and Peter found out about it. And they found out they got water baptized, but they found out that the people that got saved were not baptized in the Holy Spirit. In Acts 8, 14 and 19, it says, Now when the apostles were at Jerusalem, they heard that Samaria received the word of God. Um, it was Peter and John. Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had not fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized. See, notice it says here, they only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They, then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money saying, Give me this power that anyone whom I lay hands on will receive the Holy Spirit. So, so here Simon was a sorcerer that got saved, but his heart wasn't really right. And uh, he saw the power of the Holy Spirit moving when they laid hands. So, so he must have seen something. What did he see? He saw these people receiving this gift and they were speaking in an unknown language. And he says, I want that power too. So, so, so receiving the Holy Spirit, it's, get, it's get receiving a gift of, 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 of a supernatural language that God gives you. And that gift is to strengthen you, to empower you, to help you to be a better witness. Uh, that gift is is to help you through your entire life, help you in your prayer life especially. Because the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is really a prayer gift for us. It's going to the next level in your prayer life. How many people want to go to the next level in your prayer life? In Acts 10, 44-48, it says here, this is 10 years after uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit hit the big crowd of the 120 and the apostles. It says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. It's amazing how it's written here. The Holy Spirit fell upon them. You know, it sounds like that would hurt. And, uh, but, but when the Holy Spirit falls on you, it's a good thing. 
And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, and many of them came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles. For notice this, they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should be baptized who received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So we see here that when they received Jesus, the Holy Spirit can be poured out of you before you even get water baptized. I'm preaching to somebody today. And the Holy Spirit was baptizing them. They were speaking in his own known language. And this is what gave Peter the clue that they were really saved. It was an outward expression of an inward work. So Peter said, man, these people, are got, they got the same gift that we got. They're, they're speaking in another language. They got to be saved. What, what prevents us from water baptized? Because Peter wasn't too sure if the Gentiles were supposed to be saved. Peter thought it was just for the Jews. They thought it was the Jewish, the 12 disciples thought it was just for the Jews only. But no, it's not just for Jews. Can somebody say, thank God for that? I'm glad I, don't, I'm glad I didn't have to be a Jew to receive Jesus. Amen? Thank God that God went outside the Jewish people. And that's the reason why God blesses us. You know why God blesses you so much? Because he wants to affect the Jew that doesn't know Jesus. The, 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 he, he wants the Jew that doesn't know Jesus to know Jesus so they can be Messianic Jews. In other words, so they can be complete Jews. So, so in other words, God wants to fill us so much with his joy, his peace, his love. He wants to financially bless us, glory to God. He wants us, he wants us to be so amazing that the Jews, the natural Jews that haven't received Christ, say, man, I want some of that. You, are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, that people will be jealous of what we have. Amen? 20 years later, I, I'm doing timelines here because... It was not just for a dispensation of when the church was born and, and, and 3,000 people got saved that day that, that Peter preached and people got saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit. 20 years later, Paul is preaching and ministering and in Acts 19.1-2. It says, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said to him, We have not heard that there was a Holy Spirit. And, um, and he said to them, Into what baptism were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism. Amen? Then, Paul's, uh, then uh, Paul said, Did John indeed baptizes with the baptism of repentance, saying to people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord, Jesus. And Paul, notice this, a way of people receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Paul laid hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with other tongues and prophesied. Now they were men who were about twelve in all. So we see here that the Holy Spirit can come upon a person by hands being laid on them through believers. So, so if you want to get this baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can come up and I can lay hands on you and you got to be at peace. Amen. Don't get nervous. And then the Holy Spirit can come upon you and give you this special language. Amen. Uh, why don't people receive? Why don't people receive? Or why, Number one, why people don't receive is because they don't know that, that there is a Holy Spirit. 
to be received, to have a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so if you don't know, then how can you partake? Amen. There's lots of churches out here that won't teach you the full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They will only pick parts of it. And so, and so in, a Hosea, in Hosea, it says, my people are destroyed because they lack knowledge. I don't want to be destroyed because I lack knowledge. I want the full counsel of God's word in my life. Can somebody say amen? So that's, and that's an okay reason why people should not. Number two reason why people don't receive uh, because they're afraid to look foolish. They're afraid. Fear keeps people from receiving. And, and we don't want to, you know, Paul said, I'd rather be a fool for Christ than a fool for the world. I'd rather look foolish for God than look foolish for people. And, and, and fear will keep us from moving forward in God. Is that right? Proverbs 29, 25 says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. So we don't want to be afraid of what people think. Because you know what really matters is, what does God think? Is that what matters? Really, I mean, does, I mean when it comes down to it, it doesn't really matter what people think. Wait, why, why do I say that? Because are they going to be standing next to you on Judgment Day? <laughs> They're not going to be standing next to you. Amen? No, no, you're going to be standing on your own, and you're going to be take, given an account of what you did down here in this life. You're not going to have this person saying, you don't need that Holy Ghost stuff, you know. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? They're not going to be standing with you. No, you're going to be standing on your own. And, and number three, fear will keep us. Pride that they, uh, that pride will keep us from receiving. In other words, uh, I've been doing good w- w- without this special gift. Why do I really need it now? So sometimes, and that's kind of a prideful attitude, saying, I don't really need more of God. I got enough God. My, no, 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 we need more God. We, I, I got to have more God. And the Bible says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. We want to make sure that we're humble and we're, and we're walking in, in peace and, and obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. And number four, the reason why people don't see, receive because they receive wrong teaching about this gift. In other words, they were in church and the preacher may say, listen, the gift has passed away with the apostles. It was only in that dispensation. And because people don't read their Bible and they don't check up on the preacher and the preacher's going with traditions of men. In other words, he's going with what he was taught. And, they're, and, and it goes down the line of what you're taught. And if, if you're not taught in a certain circumstance, situation or, or a certain truth in the Bible, you may miss that truth. And so, so, uh, so, so don't down the pastor. He may not know. He may just by going with tradition. And, and tradition is what it's, it's man's thinking about what the Bible says. And the Bible says this, that Jesus said to the Pharisees, your traditions make the word of God of none effect. In other words, just having traditional thinking. Oh, I don't, I don't need it. No, you need it. You, man, and I'm about ready to close here. I was witnessing to one guy. He was Lutheran. And I was talking to him about being born again. And I said, listen, you've got to get born again. It doesn't matter what denomination you're in. It doesn't matter what church you join. What really matters is, do you have Jesus? Because some churches will preach, you just join our church, you can go to heaven. 
But even if you join the church, you still can go to hell. <laughs> Is that right? Because it's not joining a church and it's not getting water baptized in that denomination. No, it's receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. And so there's lots of churches that will tell you, just join the church and you're on the roll. You're on, you're on the Lamb's Book of Life. No, that's not true. You've got to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I was ministering to this Lutheran. I said, you need to receive Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I said, you've got to be born again. It says in John 3, 3. And I'm doing my best. And the guy just looks at me and says, I'm going to stay Lutheran. I'm going to stay Lutheran. This guy was on his deathbed. And I was preaching to him. I said, no, no, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I'm not saying get rid of your Lutheran. I'm just saying just get Jesus. Add Jesus to your Lutheran religion. Because just, just going to church is just religious. It's religion. Dead religion. But I'm telling you, when you receive Jesus, it's living faith. And God wants to walk with us and talk with us and reveal to us that we're His own glory to God. And so I'm closing this morning by saying, if you want to receive the Holy Spirit... You, you must be willing to believe that it's for you today. Number two, you must be open to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And number three, you must ask God for it. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. And so you must ask God for it, glory to God. And if you do, God will bless you give you this supernatural spiritual language. And I'm telling you, it will, it will move you to the next level in God. It will be your spinach to the Blutos in your life. Perhaps you're here today. Maybe you need to make a decision for Christ. Maybe you're watching online and your will is not aligned with God's will. Well, you can align your will up to God's will by submitting to God, by resisting the devil and, and, and asking Jesus to come into your life. So if you're ready to move forward in God, just pray this prayer and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.